and welcome to another episode of the McGettin Prize Movie Podcast, episode 91. Hello everyone, I'm Gavin. I mean, And uh, seeing as this is a movie podcast, we're going to give you some movie news, talk about some of the stuff that's been happening in Hollywood and outside. And uh, then we've got a few reviews for you. I'll be reviewing Hesher with Ian. And I'll be reviewing Fright Night, the remake of the 80s original. Mm-hmm. Speaking of 80s, uh, did you hear about uh, Top Gun? Top Gun getting a... Sorry, that segue was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do Top Gun in 3D. They're going to do Top... Well, not going to... Yeah, they're going to like convert yeah. the, uh, the 1980s classic with Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. Probably one of um, the most popular metaphorical mo- movies on uh, homosexuality yeah. ever made. <laughs> Did you... I saw photos recently. Remember I told you about that thing I went to see in London, The Secret Cinema? Mm-hmm. They had a double header and they actually announced it up front. Usually they don't announce it. Mm-hmm. They announced Lost Boys and Top Gun. They had a volleyball court, and loads of people turned up in flight suits. It looked awesome. That, that'd be fucking sweet. Yeah, that's a that's a sick double bill. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this? I think they're gonna have to redo all the flight scenes. Probably. I mean, because it's. Cause it's uh, I listened to a podcast yesterday. You're mentioning how it's a plain blue background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. No, the, that's the, not gonna. The camera blur is gonna be insane mm-hmm. on on 3D. But also those things. I mean, even just high def. Yeah. Those planes will look like ass because they're like toy planes blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they cut it, uh, especially seeing as how um, it's not just being re-released in 3D, but uh, also uh, Paramount does have plans to um, do, do a sequel, do a remake. Yeah, I've heard of some. Apparently, uh, Tony Scott. Uh, Tony, Tony Scott, Scott's been threatening yeah, to do a Tony sequel. Tony Scott right? and Paramount. They've they're, they they've said to be developing a remake of the film as well. So, be interesting. I, I, you can't do that movie anymore. Like the U.S. forces are too fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's not the same ideological warfare that they're they're waging. You know, those fucking Rushkies. I know. It, know. It's it's uh, it would be very difficult to try and post uh, <laughs> hot shots. You can't. Yeah. Well, Give me my little <laughs> uh, But I, I mean, I'm kind of curious about it. It is it is one of my it is one of my favorite films from the eighties. I fucking love Top Gun. You gonna segue awesomely again? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard about this. I only heard about this yesterday that uh, the Point Break remake as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm no. Very, no. I'm very no. upset about this. And it, it it was so funny to just read some of the talkbacks online. It's like all of the t- there was this one guy, one particular guy on Ain't It Cool, who all he did in retaliation, all of his talkbacks was just endless quotes from Point Break. I am an FBI agent. But when you when you look through it, sometimes you forget just how many amazing lines that movie has. Everyone just has great lines of that. I, That's I, why I tweeted the other day. I was like, Utah, thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> the great, great Gary Boosie. Um, uh, but I mean that that added movie to which that, in, at its witching dignity, at its witching dignity, I've been partnered with some some blue flame Quantico cat, <laughs> blue flame, <laughs> some quarterback punk. Johnny Unitas or something. <laughs> the shit they pull, huh? Yeah! <laughs> that was, here's your guy. But this regularly comes up on uh, crack.com, have like six movie mistakes or six terrible decisions or five terrible decisions in movies that like made the plot happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this regularly comes up in the fact that when he dives out of the plane to, without a parachute. Without a parachute, And he's, yeah. never, he's only been parachuting once before in his life. Yeah. And there is another parachute in shot in, earlier in the, in the plane. <laughs> Also, he could just get the pilot to like land and then get some cops to pick those guys up when they land. I know, but you see, now when you do it like that, that's not 100% pure <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. 
It's like I think that's how I think that's number one. Some guys, like, no, some, guys movie pop, some guys pop a vein. All you got to do is jump. <laughs> Johnny, you're about to you're about to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. How does that feel? <laughs> God damn, you are one radical son of a bitch. <laughs> I use that daily. <laughs> And, and like and John C. McGinley is just going ape shit in that entire movie. That's what he does best. All he does is just shout every single line of dialogue. You should go back and watch that movie. That's all he does. He I did shouts. actually acquire a copy of it so I could show Nadia. Over the last, you're, you're like, like, your investigation has produced squat! <laughs> squat! <laughs> but he's in... Does he come through in the end or something? Does he like no, the guys he doesn't, he doesn't oh. come through in the end. Oh. Like Gary Busey uh, knocks him out. Nice. No, knocks him out of the back, you know, because because remember, like they fucked him up. <laughs> it's been too long since I watched that movie. Uh, another eighty stars down his luck is uh, Wesley Snipes. The news is, uh, even though you saw him at Comic Con last year, the Eleventh Cir- Circuit Court in the U.S. has rejected his appeal, um, which was like well, I can't remember what the charge it was like malicious yeah. tax evasion. Yeah. He's like he'd like gone into extreme lengths. <laughs> Like saying that you know he doesn't really consider himself a part of the U.S. or he's not paying for all this shit. And it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. Um, now that's I mean, but but then again, there's some allegations that it was misconduct among the the, the judges or something like that. Yeah, part. yeah. No, there was there was something about that as well. Like I remember like Wesley Snipes went on Larry King, and uh, it, on bail. Yeah, it did sound it did sound a little suspect. The whole thing. Willful failure to file income tax returns is what it said. <laughs> I don't know, but this is old news as far as I'm concerned. It's like, this, this shit's been going on for too long. Yeah. Just pay your fucking taxes, you yeah. dumb shit. You know, well, what the fuck? I mean, don't you feel clever right now? Uh, but just com- coming back to this Point Break uh, remake, one thing that is kind of... I mean, remaking it is one thing, but from what from what it says here... It's going to uh, be all extreme and shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it, 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 you know, it takes place in the world of international extreme sports, which suggests, you know, it's not going to be surfing... It, if X Games. That, if that's the case, then why f- just make another movie? There's no point even calling it Point Break. Point, yeah. point Break's a fucking surfing term. <laughs> just call it Extreme. There you go. Didn't they make a movie? I thought it was Torque. Yeah, but I mean, uh, one guy, one of the one guy in the Talkbacks actually made a pretty good point: is that you no, know, that Hollywood's already remade, already remade Point Break. It was called Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Fast and the Furious is Point Break. Yeah. With cars. Yeah. You know, even Paul Walker seems to be doing a Keanu Reeves impersonation. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Paul Walker do other stuff. He doesn't sound as Keanu as he does in in the Fast movies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like I saw him in Takers. You know, I mean, he didn't sound remarkably intelligent or anything, yeah. but he, but he. Didn't sound as was that know, movie ass? What takers? Yeah, it was it was ass, but in a good way. Oh, okay, it's like a, it was like a good it was a good good bad, ass. It was like a good it was like good ass. It was a good bad movie. It was good bad sex. Oh. <laughs> just uh, this is just like fuck it, don't. There's 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 uh, just don't remake these things. I mean, the another eighties thing is that uh, Juan Carlos Fresnadillo is going to helm the reboot of Highlander. Yeah, but then again, having said that. As, as much as I am a fan of Highlander, and I am, that franchise is in dire need of a bit of a, she- a bit of a cleanup. But I think the first a, film, no, but every, the, we can the problem always, nowadays is there comes a point where it's like, let it go. It's gone. It's, no, it's, it's, no, you, no, cannot, no. you cannot consistently bring these things back all the time. It's like no, I think it's an, let it go in the sense like for the Highlander franchise as it is, like to keep doing sequels. I agree. Let it go. Stop it. Let it die. Mm. But I do love the concept of Highlander, and if you can reboot it properly, mm. like really properly from the ground up, 
I'd be willing to give that a, give that a chance because the you know, today, because like, the original Highlander it's a classic. Yes. I, I I love it, but it is a flawed film. You know, I mean, you can you can improve on it. I think if, by maybe if, casting a Scotchman. Yes, that's one. Kevin <laughs> McKidd. And uh, the guy that they've gotten, for, I mean, from what I understand, 20, 20, 28 weeks later. Twenty eight weeks later, from what I understand, that was a pretty good film. I didn't yeah. see it, but I didn't, I, see I, it? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Hate those fucking kids. The entire movie. You know the way the whole Star Wars movies boils down to the fact that that gunner on the uh, ship destroyed and destroyed the droids, and that everything else happened because of that. Yeah, yeah. This all comes down to the fact that the kids are fucking assholes. Well, most kids are. Hey, we're gonna go sneak out into like a waste, a rabbit, a disease ravaged wasteland. Oh, we're gonna go see the person who we know is fucking infected and maybe let them out. How old were these kids? Annoying age. Uh, they were in the like, like teens, 12, early teens, yeah, yeah. Early teens. Yeah. Well, then they deserve to die. Yes, they deserve to die. It's like if it's before. Spoilers. I, they don't. And ah, oh, made me add. See, they just. I, I do. I, I disapprove of naughty children in movies who don't die. Mm. I don't. That's why I love Planet Terror. You're like, you know, don't play, don't play with the gun, Timmy. Yeah. You don't play with the gun. What happens when you play with the gun? Bye. Boom! Get your face blown off. Motherfucker. Fucking stupid ass bitch kid. Anyway, but yeah, going back to this, like uh, a Highlander re- reboot, if handled properly, I'd be willing to give it a go. But you know that it's going to be recast with teenagers, and also that at the end of it, there will not well, only be uh, at the end of it, there won't be one left. There'll be five left because they got to do franchise. They got to go sequels. That's right. There can be only five. There can be only one. <laughs> and they'll, they'll say, "Oh, there's five left out there. We have to go find them." And then, like, they won't even see the last two because it, the third movie will be so shit, no one will go see it. All I know is, is that if you're going to reboot it. Then you gotta have Christopher Lambert, Adrian Paul, Clancy Brown, and Mary Van Peebles do some cameos. <laughs> and get and rock. Mary Van Peebles is in three. The sorcerer, right, or the wizard, or the the dipshit. The the, the magician. Magician. <laughs> I think it was called the magician he, in some he, countries. He doesn't deserve a cameo. When you're in that level of it, fuck it. No, well, depends, I'm sorry. Depends on the cameo. The cameo, can, the cameo be, is him as a homeless man getting the shit kicked out. There can be only one apart from the guys who was trapped in a cave in China. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Oh, and you gotta have the black dude that the Kurgan kills in uh, in in the first one. The really friendly guy. Yeah, the really fr- uh, the guy like who meets him on the bridge is like yeah. gives him gives, gives him a whiskey flask. Like, What's this? Boom boom. <laughs> Big man like you shouldn't be afraid of a little boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you think I'm trying to poison you. <laughs> so I'm not cutting. I'm not cutting your head off. <laughs> His name was Captain Gear or some shit. Was it? Fucking hell! I don't know. It's just remakes, motherfucker. And the other thing as well is that apparently, uh, again, keeping it in the '80s, um, the news broke this week that uh, on Twitter, of all places, that uh, Bruce Campbell said that there will be no Ash in Evil Dead. They're going. They're doing a complete reboot. All right. So he said he, I mean, he's going to cameo, but it's, maybe he'll cameo as someone who's similar to Ash. But there's no Ash character. No, oh, that kind of sucks. Kind of, but I mean, it, 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 no, it would also, it's a poison chalice, because no one, can, I keep touching the microphone, sorry, uh, <laughs> the hearing thuds, that's yeah. what it is. It's not but, the, but no one could replace Bruce Campbell. No. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that it's, as the, the Evil Dead series, as much as, uh, although it is a huge brand, Ash is just as much of a brand as exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, it was Ash versus Freddy versus Jason versus the Evil Dead, yes. or whatever the fuck that comic book series was, and it was Bruce Campbell. Yeah. I mean, even, you have, have you seen any burn notice? Uh, yes, I, I've seen, I saw the first season. Yeah, I watched it purely because I saw it on TV one day, and Bruce fucking Campbell was in it wearing a well, Hawaiian shirt. Well, didn't Bruce Campbell get his uh, a spin-off film for his character? In that? He did. I heard it tanked. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but um, you heard it wasn't very good. Yeah, I heard it wasn't great. Hmm. It was directed by Jeffrey Donovan. Oh, really? The guy, the guy who the lead. It, yeah. 
It was it was the fall. Al- it was the fall of Sam Ax. I always uh, yeah. I, I always remember Jeffrey Donovan for, from uh, this the Blair Witch sequel. Oh yeah, he remembers yeah, that. Do you remember that? I just I remember I remember seeing him in like Changeling and going like, "Where's the rest of the game? Why aren't you in Florida? What's going on? Why are you in this period movie? Why do you look like a shark? He kind of looks like a shark. You know, he's he's all teeth. He does have a very he does have a very weird face. Mm. And then he's all like, you know, like it's like it's like he's it's like he's um, Michael Weston playing a character. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gonna find your child. It's like you know, you watch Californication. It's Mulder having sex. <laughs> it's, just, it's like Scully won't fuck him, so he's sleeping with all these other chicks. And he's and being a drunk, and, and he's, he's being know. a drunk. And he's trying to write a book, but it just not happening. It's all because of Scully. <laughs> <laughs> Again, keeping in the '80s, did you hear the thing that came out? This uh, this is about two weeks ago, actually. The Nike Air Mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, at, at first I was like a little trepidatious. This is, doesn't have anything to do with the uh, Christopher Doc. What's his name? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. It wasn't anything to do with the Christopher Lloyd video we talked about no, a no. while ago. That still apparently is advertising an Argentinian um, electronic store. Yeah. But this was basically the boots that Michael J. Fox wears in Back to the Future Two. Yeah. Nike are uh, auctioning like about one thousand five hundred. Yeah, a over a thousand for for every day until like the middle of September. I, I think it's Nike Mags on eBay. Nike Mags dot com. If you just Google it, you'll see it. And, and the proceeds go, go to, to uh, Michael Michael, uh, Michael J. Fox's. Uh, yeah. Foundation. Now they had some cool trailers where they just had like a teasers where they just had like rows and yeah, 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 shoes. Yeah, I saw that. That was beautiful. That was yeah. very nicely done. Although some of them weren't fully charged, yeah. the, the lights were ticking on and off. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another one with uh, Bill Hader and some sports guy who can't act. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Lloyd turns up and he's like, "Honey, shoes." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, they, they, "Well, sir, have you looked at these?" He's like, "Are they self-lacing?" And you meet Bill Hader looks over to the staff behind the counter and they're like. Self-lacing doesn't come in until 2015. It's like, but this is 2015. I'm too early. Oh. <laughs> but the nicest video they had of all mm-hmm. was just a video of Michael J. Fox talking. Um, his Parkinson's has, you know, he is quite twitchy. And, but it was just nice to see him and just, he's talking about, you know, Back to the Future in 1985, and whatever I made, Back to the Future, and Michael, my character wore these, and he just brings it up and we're auctioning these off for our foundation. It's like, back for, from, what was it, back for the future is the, mm-hmm. is, the, is the goal of it. I mean, it's a really nice thing. Um, I did have a look. Mm-hmm. Um, How much? Size 13s, because it, it's a bid, it's eBay bid. So mm-hmm. size 13s, as of the first day, were uh, three and a half grand US. I should have bought that fucking pulse rifle for six hundred dollars. Fuck's sake! I don't know, man. Because I'll, I'll be three and a half grand makes the pulse rifle look really fucking good. Yeah, I know. But having said that, I've wanted these shoes my whole fucking life. Well, <laughs> well, if we pony up, we can share them. But you do realize they look like clown shoes on you because they'll be size thirteens. Hey, I, I ain't sharing this. <laughs> you don't share shoes. <laughs> You know, no, fuck that. I know. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, I got other, I got other things I need to spend my money on. You know, but damn, it would be awesome to own one of those. I'm a white Anglo-Saxon Saxon president with disposable income. I, I seriously fucking considered it. The fact that they don't ship outside the U.S. kind of put me off. And then a friend of mine told me, "Oh no, you can use that forwarding service." I was like, "Oh shit, I'm not gonna care anytime soon. I'm just gonna buy some shoes." Wonder how much a size seven and a half. Um, <laughs> some of the smaller sizes were up as like seven and a half grand. Because uh, uh, there are more people with small feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm part Hobbit. <laughs> fuck. It is a, it's a, it, it is an absolutely beautiful way to uh, advertise that shit, though, or to you know bring awareness to that. And that's I think it's a really cool thing they're doing. Yeah, I think so. Um, did you see the trailer for Premium Rush? 
Uh, no, I didn't. How's it look? It looks badass. Uh, so this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, the trailer is a bit weird, uh, similar to Friday Night, which I'll get to later. Mm-hmm. In that it shows he's a cycle courier, and you see him hitting a car, and then fucking face planting. Yeah. And it's 6.33. Mm-hmm. And it shows 5.33, and he's picking up this package, and it's like, it has to get there by 7. Everyone says that lady. And then Michael Shannon wants the package back. Michael Shannon, you know, like, when he turns up, shit's just going to go south. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean wants his post! Michael Shannon just looks like someone, if he's in your movie, you, you're fucked. You're fucked. Um, I, so I, I don't know whether... Uh, Having said that though, awesome actor. Yeah, I don't know whether they're going to go with the like real-time shit, because there is, there's some nice bits in it, like they all have, all the cyclists have like chains around their belt with the lock on it, mm-hmm. so that when they uh, park their bike, they can lock it up, and it's like really, it's, it's like uh, Evil Dead style editing, it's like... Mm-hmm. But also, that if a taxi driver pisses them off, they can just break his fucking mirror. There's one oh, yeah. of the chicks just like whips her chain off and just smashes that motherfucker because he, he cuts her off. Oh, sweet. So it has him going, he's, he's got this package and there's something s- serious about it. Now I presume they're going to break the hour format or I think that the, what, the, what they're showing at the beginning of the trailer is maybe halfway through the movie because they do show him opening the package and seeing something inside it. Right. You're not funny. It's, 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 a par- it's a letter, it's not a parcel or anything like that. And someone's after it and there's a whole load of just like, there seems to be like all the cycle guys go together at one point as well maybe. Which it, it, again, like the Fright Night trailer showed you segments out of order mm-hmm. and I'll re- reference that later because it actually works much better as a movie mm-hmm. um, but it, you kind of when you watch it you're thinking well how are they how are they going to do this I mean it, uh, uh, is, are they going to stick with the time motif or are they going to jet this in that entirely and it's only a trailer thing right or you know because it seems to go outside that time window a lot there seems to be a lot happening that couldn't happen in the two hours it takes or the hour it takes that they chose in the trailer right. but it does look like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt cycling around town doing fucking bike parkour like literally, you know, on top of a in, a, in a warehouse or factory or something like that, on top of a fucking shelf, and then like doing like an ollie on the front tire and spinning the background and then jumping it's, off it's, it. It's really him? Um, I Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it, it is a pretty fucking cool trailer. I really enjoy it. Look, look, I'm looking forward to this now. David Cobb's the director, right? Yes, exactly. Um, he, he, he directed Stir of Echoes. He's one of Hollywood's highest paid uh, screenwriters and one of uh, Spielberg's. He's done yeah, Tony yeah, Soldiers, yeah. Jurassic Park, Harry no, Way, he's, he's Panic Room, Spider-Man, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Fuck you! Um, but I think he's uh, I think he's only directed two films. Yes, the Trigger did, Effect yeah. and uh, no, no, it was, uh, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes was his first one, but he's followed up with, he's done more than that. He's done uh, Stephen King adaption, Secret Window, which Depp. Oh yes, that's right. And that's he right, also did right. Ghost Town with Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah that's right. Which is just a weird fucking movie. When we watched that here. Yeah, 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 Ghost Town, that was weird. Yeah. But um, yeah, it looks kind of cool. She loved it though. You know, like she, she listed it as like one of his favorite of the year. Screw that. Fucking <laughs> okay. in the pussy. Got some Johnny for God's sake. <laughs> Again, keeping it in the eighties. Do you hear that there's supposedly going to be a Beetlejuice remake sequel slash sequel? Yeah, I heard about this. What is it? A sequel? Is it a remake? Well, uh, producer David Kat- Katzenberg um, has, and uh, the guy who wrote Pride and Prejudice and Zombies have signed a two-year first look producing deal at Warner Brothers, and one of their first projects is going to be a follow-up. Will not be a remake. Rather, the plans to reboot it by advancing the storyline of the original. No mention of whether, like you know, they're going to get Michael Keaton back. But they, you got You got You got to get Michael Keaton back. I know. It's. <laughs> I mean. I just put he was Beetlejuice. Yeah, he is Beetlejuice. Yeah, no, I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, <yeah>. fucking model. <laughs> bop, bop. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. 
you got to have my I want to watch that now. I want to watch that now. Uh, it's a great fucking movie. It's a great fucking movie. And at that point, you weren't like sick of the Tim Burton, I've only got one trick pony aesthetic. Well, I mean, because back then it wasn't. It wasn't. It was new. Back then it was still a, a new trick. <laughs> remember, remember Otto? Like, yeah, bam! Otto. It's like white suit. Ah! <laughs> Otto's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they made Deo cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Back, you know, when Winona Ryder was still that generation. Underage. <laughs> that generation's Christina Ricci. <laughs> Before she started shoplifting. Uh, well, speaking speaking of someone who was very famous in the eighties, uh, did you hear about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, next uh, possible film? No. Uh, it's an independent film, action film called uh, Captive, and uh, it's kind of like Buried. You know the Ryan Reynolds movie? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, this this is like uh, he he would play a wealthy American real estate tycoon who's uh, kidnapped in in Brazil. And he's got to figure out a way out of an armored truck that's buried in in, the, in a Sao Paulo Sao Paulo landfill. <laughs> Is he the main character? Yeah, he's the main character. I can't get out of this truck. It's like uh, you know, you, you know. You I want to see Annie trapped in the back of a truck for four hours, two hours. <laughs> you can't. You can't imagine. <laughs> no, but uh, it's not going to just be him in the truck. Uh, there's going to be like a second storyline that involves a detective searching for him. Uh-huh. Uh, there's no word on who's playing that character. Is yet. it a female character? I don't know. Uh, the script is by. You gotta get me out of here. <laughs> it is going to be. I can't take it in the back of this truck. It is going to be interesting to see Arnold Schwarzenegger act for an hour. And a half. <laughs> that is going to be weird. I can't. I can't quite imagine it. Yeah. Please. Please, I can't breathe. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> it's this, not a tumor. <laughs> the walls are closing in. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I've all the, we've talked a lot about the different movies. But it's an, it's got an interesting pedigree. It's written by uh, Benjamin Van, Van uh, ben, Benjamin Vanderdeen Vanderveen, uh, who was the co-writer of uh, Che. Bless you. And uh, Carrie Salem, who uh, wrote uh, the Rat Pack for HBO. You haven't seen Che, have you? I haven't seen Che. No. Hmm. And uh, Don King only in America. Only in America. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't have a director yet. It was there are no cats in America in the streets of Pei Wuchi. Five Five Jesus. Uh, no, but I am intrigued by this. It'll be interesting to see what how this guy handles his comeback because he's got that uh, that that sort of contemporary western yeah. last stand coming out. Uh, he's got a support a bigger role in the Expendables too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so him and Bruce um, Willis, Bruce Willis and, and Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris and is confirmed. Uh, confirmed. That's got Jesus. I heard an, a nice idea on another podcast, which was saying how. Uh, like Bruce Willis was like the fuck you CIA CIA guy, but how great would it be to see Bruce Willis with his own team of badasses of eighties badasses against the Expendables? Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, but also, um, or Arnie, sorry, Arnie would lead that. Mm-hmm. But also, what's his problem? He wants to be president. But also, it was mentioned. Uh, Stallone was talking in an interview, saying that there are other people that he's kind of looking at, uh, and he's he mentioned Michael Pare and Michael Bean. Yeah, you got a Michael Bean. Yeah, yeah. You got did you see that really long article? You, I think you posted on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great, great fucking interview. Yeah, he's just very cool, very open about the <laughs> things in his life and everything. What I mean, he, what did he say to David Fincher? Fuck you for not putting you putting me in your movie. Yeah, eighty-three. <laughs> he like, he, but he was cool about it. He's like, yeah, I was a bit of a dick at the time, but fuck that, man. I always love. I watched the extras for Abyss, and where he's like, diving's fun because he's not like he's got one day of it. 
and everyone else is in the water all the fucking time and they're fucking cold and Ed Harris nearly fucking drowns yeah. <laughs> I mean life's a bit and then you die with the t-shirts on the set yeah and Michael Bean's just hey, hey <laughs> we gotta do more diving thing <laughs> would you be my buddy uh, uh, other news uh, you, you saw Source Code didn't you, did you see yes it? I did I yeah. did I did Good movie. Good movie. Uh, that was the one where we agreed that uh, if there was any movie that deserved to have the pullback ending that I always say, yeah. it should have been that one. So apparently this is going to be a TV show. I heard about that, but I didn't bother reading it because it just sounds stupid. <laughs> I, 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 do you the, have any interest? It raises so many questions. Do you have any interest in watching the source code as a TV series? I don't. Because, I mean, the, I, one, the, the, where I read the... I was, I was perfectly happy with just two hours. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank you. You know, I'm no redundant. need. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that the, I read on... Unless, they're, I mean, it, I, I, unless it's going to be like a quantum leap sort of thing. Because uh-huh. because Quantum Leap was the inspiration for Source Code. Yeah, and and, and Samuel Scott, Beckett is Scott, in it. Scott Bakula had had was the, uh, the was the Sam nice Beckett. Little, Scott Bakula. Sam Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> oh nice, boy. Nice little cameo. Yeah. But um, the I read it on Slash Film and they were saying how spoilers ahead. Spoilers. How are they going to get over the fact that each new revision of the Source Code could create an alternate universe? And I think. Hang on a second. Never mind that. The major, okay, maybe not spoiler. The major reveal of the movie, like who, what, what the hell has actually happened to um, Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. How do they get around that? I don't know. I have, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this shit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, to me that's always kind of weird when I, I I'm always uh, kind of weird when when movies get turned into a TV series. Yeah. There's something about it. It's like I don't know. Stargo, I mean, I, I, Stargo is awesome. Shoot your mouth. I never saw a single episode of that. <laughs> I've seen every single episode really? of Stargate SG One, Atlantis. I never saw a single episode of Stargate. Mm. Uh, I, I actually now, now that MacGyver I, has a lot of fun in it. There's like one episode where they do the time loop thing, like uh, Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they're like, okay, the, the two guys figure out they're not, and they're, they're, they're not the two unsmartest guys on the team. The guys who are not going to figure out how to break this, the time loop mm-hmm. get caught in the time loop. One of whom opens every day with getting slammed in the face by a door. So every morning, bang! Fuck. And uh, they end up like playing golf through the Stargate. Longest drive in history! <laughs> that sounds interesting. It can be, it was, it was a lot of goofy fun. I mean, I, I, I can't think of what, I mean, it was an 18 for its era, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that you can watch and just have fun with. It's like, don't, they, they did a beautiful thing as well where things that were like, you know, one episode with this race of aliens on a certain planet would turn up later. Oh, by the way, they got completely fucking wiped out by the bad guys, you know, or a, a small thing, like they found these cool guns in one episode and they just fucking kept them and used them in every other episode. So it was kind of, they built that history. It wasn't a bottle show or it wasn't like a one shot only show, even though it was a one shot of the week show. But it did have was, a tapestry. There was, there was stuff in there for yeah. people who followed it. And I thought it was, and it was really done really nicely. So it was, it's fun. Don't expect fucking much from it, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. No, but it, it is funny now that I think about it. I think on general principle, I've never watched movies turn into TV series. Mm. Okay, like n- name the movies that have been turned into TV series. Okay. Like, Friday Night Lights. I've never watched a single. Never watched I've, a single. I've never episode. watched a single. Having said that, I love the original movie. Yeah. I love the movie it's based on, but I've never seen. Uh, fucking Highlander. Only for work. Uh, but aside from that, no, I never saw a single episode. Uh, I did watch a bit of the Beetlejuice cartoon. 
Never saw a single episode of that. Never saw a single episode of the Bill and Ted cartoon. Uh, I saw a couple of those. <laughs> Back to the Future cartoon, saw that too. <laughs> Stupid. What, Although I had Christopher Lloyd in it. What else has been turned into a TV series? Nikita, haven't seen a single episode of that. Teen mm. Wolf, not gonna watch a single episode of that. No. Uh, what else? That's, that's, that's weird. I think on general principle, I just uh, re- refuse to. You know so, I'm really hungover, right? So, you know, so yeah, I, I ain't gonna be... Uh, <laughs> So I ain't gonna be watching you the Google. Code. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see the trailer for Breaking Dawn? Uh, is that a fucking trick question? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because like I don't even know how many Twilight. I mean, considering we consider ourselves movie files, mm-hmm. I don't even know how many Twilight movies there are. Is there four? Is there five? Is there seven? There's uh, five movies. There's four. There's four books, but the last book is being split into two. Yeah. Oh, so this is Breaking Dawn Part One. Yes. I'd forgotten how fucking pasty Orpats is in those fucking movies because it literally, it's 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 disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Like in the trailer, because I mean, in the first one, maybe I'd, I I remember seeing the first one. I don't know if it was like that that obvious, but in this, he looks fucking plastered in paint. Oh, did you see the photos of uh, Johnny Depp on the set of Dark Shadows? I saw the photos of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> this that, that that looks insane. I mean, that, 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 that's taken the Twilight thing to a whole new level. I mean, they were thinking maybe it's that he's caked in fucking UV protection because he's fucking out in the sun. But he looks like a, Liza Minnelli, a, fat, a weird Liza Minnelli fucking impersonator. Yeah. Probably the Vampire Slayer. Great fucking TV show. Never saw a single episode of it. Really? Yeah. You didn't watch Buzz Lightyear, Star Command? Ace Ventura, never saw a single episode of it. Fucking Blue Thunder, never saw a single episode of it. Oh, I saw a couple of those. <laughs> Alienation. Never saw a single... Actually, uh, yeah, never saw a single episode of Alien. You're shitting me. That's a great TV show. Clueless, uh, Clueless, I watched. Oh, no, wait. Alien Nation, I haven't seen the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares. I did watch Freddy's Nightmares. Really? I did did watch Freddy's Nightmares because I love Freddy. (laughs) I never watched Ferris Bueller. I watched uh, so many episodes of Clueless, the TV show, that it's probably embarrassing. I never saw a single episode of, uh, of Clueless. Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, I watched the entirety of that. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, never saw a single episode. I've seen a good bit of that. Never seen Jumanji, though. Kong, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> Lockstock, the series? What the what fuck? What the fuck? When did that happen? London's Burning was based on a movie? All I remember from that was a guy called Sickno, because he was always sick. There was a Men in Black series? Oh, art animated. Okay. Yeah, 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 animated. MASH! How about MASH? Have you seen MASH? Yeah. Mr. Belvedere was a fucking movie? <laughs> there was a lo- there was an odd couple series? Whoa. Blue. This is more than a- Planet of the Apes, I've, I've seen, again, thanks to Channel 4, I've seen far too much of that. The Real Ghostbusters, oh, Jesus Christ, I watch a lot of TV. Um, Robocop, yeah, I think I've seen some of that. Well, this is so long. <laughs> Uncle Buck? Tremors? Yeah, I think I saw bits of that. Okay, I did watch a couple of the episodes of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And they, mm, and they then were you shit. shit. Okay, all right, back to what you were talking about. So yeah, Breaking Dawn. Look, I mean, even, for, within its own niche, even within its own niche, it looks like a fucking weird movie. And then they they go to a tropical island for their honeymoon. A fucking vampire. <laughs> that is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a tropical island, but also her father is there, like getting her ready for a wedding. It's like, dude. What the fuck are you thinking? 
Why are you letting your he daughter wants, marry a vampire? He has like an uncontrollable urge to eat your daughter. He uses her tampons as tea bags. <laughs> oh god, that's uh. What? A, it's supposed to be it's, it's supposed to be heartwarming, but it's like you, sir, need to be locked the fuck up. Get off of me! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so topical holiday for sparkle vampires. Um, I, I oh, it's just it looks like the, all the vampires look just way the fuck too pale, like too like uh, hello, I'm cake and makeup. Uh, I, I, Have you heard of Talc? <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> they look weird. No, I haven't seen the trailer for Breaking Dawn. I've been... Avoiding? I'm not, <laughs> not avoiding it. I mean, it's just like, should I? Do I wanna? I think I've mentioned before. The last time, when I saw Twilight the Twilight for us is that, it's the first fad that we're not buying into, like the teenagers are all crazy about. It's, it's At least so, for me. I bought into so a lot bizarre. of stupid fads. I think what scares me about the Twilight phenomenon is is that uh, a lot of a lot of films are going to get kind of like uh, rebooted with that sort of audience in mind? Teen Wolf. Yeah. So so we're gonna. But I hear that I actually hear that Teen Wolf is all right. But it is. I mean, when you see the set photos, they yeah. are Team Jacob. Yeah. I didn't realize Jacob's still in this. I thought. Oh, Mm. No, he's still in there. Yeah, and there's also a stupid scene of werewolves fight, uh, squaring off of it against werewolves. The werewolves are like, cool and shit, and the, the vampires are like, bogey. <laughs> Weird. Yes. Um, have you heard of this uh, blog that came up? MouthTapedShut.com. That's mouth-taped-shut. Nope. This is all kind of cool pre-production stuff and everything else from the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. So it's worth checking out if you're into movies and if you're into lots of nice photos and stuff on there. Lots of kind of just, that's cool. Yeah. There's just like bits and pieces of it. I saw the trailer again when I went to see Fright Night and I seen the Muppets parody trailer. Mm -hmm. um, but I forgot what they were parodying so it didn't make any fucking sense to me. And then I walked into the cinema and the trailer was playing. If you haven't seen the Girl Dragon Tattoo trailer, watch it. It's a cool trailer. Mm -hmm. And the music is awesome. I don't know if it's Trent Reznor doing it, but it's like this fucking, fucking pounding shit. And it's like based on the international bestseller and like the girl you know like it's flashes and that's big huge white text on the black background interspersed with the photos mm -hmm. or with the scenes mm -hmm. and it's like that girl with that dragon tattoo fuck you yeah it's just it's in your face and it's awesome it's a really good trailer and I, and it's it's cool as well when we when that comes out i'll do my mini review of the originals which i watched on flights earlier this year mm -hmm. um because i could see exactly the scenes from the original right, right. and uh, the original looks very tv like but this obviously is a movie um but yeah i mean it's a good story it's fucked up and it's very rapey i think i told you that yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's cool to see the stuff behind the behind the scenes with uh david fincher is nice yeah cool no, there was also. Um, yeah, there's that stupid fucking. Th I'll put this photo up. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's what the fuck. He does. Oh. There's a picture released online of Johnny Depp as um, in, in uh, an onset picture of uh, Johnny Depp in dark shadows. Yeah. Which is giving a shout out in Friday. It is. Yeah, Tony Collette. What the fuck is this? Like dark shadows. Cool. Yeah, but he really does look like Michael Jackson in that one. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's like ass. <laughs> Bit of sad news now. Um, this week, uh, or last week, uh, the Spartacus actor, the original guy who played Spartacus in the Spartacus Blood and Sand mm -hmm. show, uh, Andy Whitfield, he died at 39. The show was put on hiatus because he got like, uh, I think, what was it? Uh, the uh, Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm -hmm. um, so he passed away recently. Yeah, right about that. I know. They, they actually, I mean, it was, of all the dick moves the company could have done, the, I'm not sure who produced it. 
was it Fox? It wasn't Fox. It was the Stars or something like that. Yeah, Stars. Stars. I mean, they put the show on hold so that he could recover, and they actually did a prequel instead of doing like a second series with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a in the world of TV and movies. That's a pretty awesome thing to do. Yeah, but I never uh, actually saw the show. Did you? I saw one, and it was it was like three hundred in slow motion. Because I think prior to that, with lots more fucking. Yes, I heard there was a lot of that. Yeah. But pro- I, but I heard that prior to the series, he was fairly unknown. Mm. Yeah, it is a this shame. This was going to be his making, unfortunately. Such a shame. The other sad news was the director Cliff Robertson has died, who he played um, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. <laughs> and he was also the president in Escape Escape from L.A. Oh, shit! <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, nice bit. Uh, cheer it up slightly. Um, if anyone, if any of you ever watch, uh, what is it, Little Britain? Mm-hmm. Or in, I'm a lady. I'm, yeah. Didn't that, he swim the? He uh, swam the Thames, like the of the entire fucking length of it over the course of like eight or nine days. Every day, just get into the water and swim. And along the way, he had to avoid uh, combative swans. And also, at one point, just out of chance, this puppy fell into the fucking river, and he swam over and saved it. <laughs> Wow. But I checked out the web. It was for the, the UK Sport Relief, which is basically mm-hmm. people doing sports for celebrities that you don't expect to do sports, doing sports mm-hmm. for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure. You could donate easily on um, online. He's not gay, though. That's interesting. <laughs> but he... You must be fit as fuck to do 140 that. <laughs> miles. It's something like six times the English Channel. And he swum the... I think he swum the English Channel already. He did that a couple of years ago. Jesus Christ. And also halfway through, because... They rec- <laughs> scientists recommend not swimming in the te- the Thames. Mm. Thames, Thames, Thames. That H fucks me up. Um, Thames, Thames. Um, he got like Thames tummy. He got like he was getting sick from the water. Jesus. But he he finished the whole thing. I mean, that's he he raised like was it a million? Looks like a million so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can still donate to it if you want. So it's uh, Sport Relief. Uh, just Google Sport Relief and David Williams, and you'll get it. Um, but just yeah, awesome thing to do. That's amazing. Yeah. How fit do you have to be to do that shit? Ridiculous. <laughs> um, we've raged a little, well, I didn't rage anymore. I'm, I'm too tired to fucking rage for, against George Lucas anymore. But did you hear that Spielberg has said that he regrets putting the altering DT? So if it comes out on Blu-ray, it should be the original one. He won't have the one where they replace the um, shotguns with walkie-talkies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't I, I, I didn't know he did that. All the, oh, you didn't, what? The re-release they did in the 90s, he did like, you know, they added a few extra scenes of CG AET, which just looks scary. Like, it looked like a horror flick. All the, all oh, yeah, the... I heard about it, but I, actually, I think I actually didn't see it. Yeah. I never saw that uh, that version. Oh, pissed me off. No, it's always been shotguns in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but he also... Well, they, they, they weren't going to talk to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people were raging at the bit where the, the kids take off of the bike. There's like the cops pull in and they, they jump out of the cars and they're holding walkie-talkies with the other hand down below. <laughs> it made no sense, but he, he regrets doing it. And I think that's kind of cool to say that, yeah. Shit, sorry. Tell George. <laughs> Did he say why he regrets it? Uh, just that he was messing. He shouldn't have messed with it. I mean, it was perfectly fine the way it was. He said he was overreacting to criticism made against the original. What criticism? He lives in America. There's a lot of idiots there. <laughs> what criticism? It's one of the most beloved movies of all time. I don't know. It's like, I, you know, if I, even I cry when I see that. So, yeah, this is the best. He said, he, oh, fuck, don't reload. Uh, he said, this is the best it's ever looked because in preparation for eventual release of Blu-ray, we had to correct the print again and get the original negatives out of the salt mines. So we can separate. Okay, this is irrelevant. Without changing any of the movie materially. 
we haven't removed anything we haven't added CGI there's no digital enhancement it's purely the movie you remember from 1981 so he said for myself I tried changing the film once and lived to regret it not because of fan outrage because I was disappointed in myself I got overly sensitive to some of the reaction to ET and thought if technology evolved I might go in and change some things it was okay for a while but I realized that what I had done was I had robbed people who loved, of ET, loved ET of their memories of ET if I put out if I just put out one cut of ET on Blu-ray and it was the 1982 would anyone else object to that? The crowd yelled no in response. Okay, so be it. Listen to the fans. They are, after all, the ones who put you where you are. Yeah. Uh, this caught me out for a second when I saw the headline, but uh, Rupert Grint has been cast in the 3D Postman Pat movie, and I was thinking, he'd make an awesome pot Postman Pat. No, that's awesome. Cast. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think he's playing Pat. Um... Jim Broadbent, David Tennant, and Stephen Mangan have been part of the voice cast for a 3D film, animated 3D film of it. So for a moment there, I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah, if it was live action, he'd be a great postman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be. And that'd Did you see the link I sent you of what I put up while we were away? No. Okay. Um, apparently, the story it's 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 released for spring 2013. The story has Pat coming face to face with the temptations of money, status, and a shiny new suit. <laughs> when he enters a national TV talent show competition that threatens to tear him away from his hometown of Greendale and the friends he loves. Again, I'm look. yeah, 2013 is gonna be the year of um, Postman Pat and fucking, what's the other one? Thomas the fucking town, can you, Thomas the Choo Choo? Is that the, the modern gritty- Yes, reboot. <laughs> the modern gritty reboot, retelling of, reimagining re of the legend People of Thomas the fucking Choo Choo. <laughs> People don't know what it's like to be a train. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta that this is what <laughs> Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. Look for the the headline on the Magnetic Fries website that just says podcasts off. I just although to be fair, I need to get some photos. I was looking for this photo on its own because I need to get a photo of us on the couch and disperse it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> 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 I love how Daniel Radcliffe's face just does not change. <laughs> oh god. How can you take a look at that? that tell me that kid can't act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. <laughs> that is the face of despair. <laughs> Existential dread has a face. <laughs> oh. oh god. Uh, and finally, or you got anything else? No. And finally, um Seeing as you won't be back at the at the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais has announced that he's going to do a live podcast <laughs> while the Globes are on. Yeah, that's brilliant. So he basically just came up with this on uh, his website about saying, "What do you think of this? A live three-hour podcast during the Golden Globes? Me and a few of the chums like Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Carl Pilkington, John Stewart, Larry David popping in and out, doing our own alternative commentary. People at home can have the telly on, the sound down, listen to us and say, listen to us online, say things that no broadcaster could get away with. No one could do a fucking thing." <laughs> So we followed up to say, not only was the idea well received, but, or received well, but we've had offers of sponsorship, technical support, and a bunch of comedians up for it. So that's, that, that's that a, is genius. Surprise. That's a good list. That Louis C.K., yeah, have yeah, you yeah, seen yeah, his yeah. TV show? Um, no, I haven't. I've seen one episode, but I, but I've and I've heard seen, it's but, excellent. But I've seen him in interviews, and he's fucking funny. Yeah, because, I mean, that's all I know is he has a TV show, and he's on interviews a lot. Yeah. I think it was Conan used to just, like, interview him all the fucking time. Yeah, I saw, him, I, saw, funny. I saw him on Conan. <laughs> but that'd be great and also this is a genius I love, idea I love the idea of um, Carl Pilkington hanging out with John Stewart 
I just want to know what they talk about. That's no. This is very clever. Yeah. Very fucking clever. We should. I mean, we could do live things for movies or you know commentary for movies, but also we'd probably get bored, and also we don't do have enough time. And also, you know, like we don't know if people would listen. Mm. <laughs> If you are listening, email us at podcast at mcgappinfries.com. That's right, a bit late this time. <laughs> Everyone's giving We've up. We've no email, so fuck it. It's like podcast at mcgappinfries.com. No, we that's, we that's, need your validation. But that's a great idea. I'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah, that should be fucking awesome. Maybe we should, um, you can come over here, we can watch it, and we can record our commentary to their commentary. No, I want to listen to their commentary. <laughs> How are we going to listen to their commentary while we're doing our own commentary watching the fucking show? I don't know, it's matter. Fuck you. <sighs> um, emails wise, hang on, let me think. I don't know where it is. Breaking John, Michael John. Oh, oh, this is weird. Um, Miller Knight and Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Well respected. Although, have you ever seen Running Wild? No. Uh, uh, Will Arnett and uh, Peter Serafinowicz as a weirdly Indian racist stereotype and it's just all done for laughs like you can tell they're, they're, they're yucking up behind the scenes fucking terrible however they were in Arrested Development they seemed to have good choices although again Will Arnett was in Jonah Hex <laughs> okay Jason Bateman makes good choices um, apparently uh, the video game Call of Duty they're gonna uh, I said Duty uh, they're going to have a enhanced or premium option in the latest game that comes out, mm-hmm. which will be like you know you can watch game, you can watch people playing, or you can have commentary, and there'll be content. And some of the content they're going to deliver is Will Arnett and Jason Bateman doing a TV show about Call of Duty. Oh, it's really fucking weird. But I mean, if they apparently Will Arnett is a big diehard video game fan, so that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I follow uh, <laughs> I follow Ice Q. Uh, no way, Ice. Mm-hmm. on Twitter because he just he's fucking like man his Gears of Wars is the shit <laughs> and I'm in it <laughs> but he's kind of you know it's interesting that he, he's, you know these guys you know they, they spend some downtime this is what they do with their downtime they're not, all, they're not all just snorting coke and fucking huggers you follow Ice-T on Twitter Final Level is his name was this before or after we talked about surviving the game before okay <sighs> that must have just blown your mind totally New Jack, New Jack, New Jack, New Jack, Hustler. Uh, we do have one kind of email. On, uh, I got a Facebook message. Oh, yeah? From Dave. From Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Uh, Dave said, podcast moment! By the way, the Brangelinas renting a whole train from London from to go from London was all over the new English newspapers. Virgin English newspapers. <laughs> Virgin Trains wouldn't elaborate, but they reckon it would cost them 50k to hire the train. So that's a follow-up to Charles Donnelly's story from last yep, week. Yep. 50k, it's fucking crazy. And that's a D-Dub Euro correspondent how, signing how, off. <laughs> how big does your head have to be to need a whole train? And how far up your own ass must it be? <laughs> and how big must your ass be to accommodate that? I mean, I know you have a lot of kids. Get a fucking chopper! But you don't have that many kids. No. You don't need a whole whole fucking train. How many kids you got now? Well, train worth. (laughs) I reckon they just spent the whole trip running the length of the train going, Who are you adopting next, Angelina? Africa. (laughs) We need a train. (laughs) That's... That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's it's fucked up. I mean, it, it, that's excessive to the point of excessiveness. You know, and these and these people, like you know, if they were to ever listen to this shit, they'd be like, you know, you know listen to these motherfuckers judging us. You don't understand what I have like, to go through. Like, get up in the morning, and once I get my full body rubbed down, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> you think I enjoy cucumber sp- cucumber scrubs? 
You think I enjoy this shit, man? You think I enjoy being able to just rent a train whenever I want? I hate it. I hate my life. You think I enjoy hunting people for sport? <laughs> man, for 20 bucks, I'll run to fucking Alaska. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, let's go on to the reviews. Okay, bear. <laughs> you useless fuck. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I watched Hesher. <laughs> uh, Hesher is uh, the film of Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman was also one of the producers. Uh, directed by Spencer Susser. Yeah, who the fuck is he? Spencer Susser... Has he done anything before? Well, we shall soon find out. Why don't you talk, give it a little bit about the, uh, the plot? Premise. <laughs> so, yeah, the premise of this movie is there's this kid and his family's in fucking nightmare freefall because... Um, his mom died. His mom died. Uh, that's not a spoiler. Uh, you, like, but he's got this weird obsession with the car because it's his last happy moment was basically in the car with his mom and pop. Yeah. And his dad's played by Rain Wilson and uh, he's just like taking pills and just sleeping all day and he's just not dealing well. And the whole family's fucked up. Yeah. And then the kid, by pure random chance, pisses off this metal hobo. Yeah. Played by uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon. Gordon. Levitt. Levitt. Hesher. Hesher. But you don't find out his name is Hesher for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like... Who's that? He just walks into the kid's house. He's like, where's the laundry room? What? Where's the laundry room? Why are you here? What? So I'm gonna do some laundry. You ever been skull fucked? What? <laughs> do you wanna? What? <laughs> I mean, this kid is totally fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the trope of fucked up family. I mean, it's basically E.T. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a guy comes into their lives and makes it all better. Mm-hmm. However, he's a fucking weird motherfucker. He's a crazy cunt. <laughs> Like he has, he's a man, a monkey man with fists and anger. Spencer Susser, uh, he directed some music videos. He directed uh, the Offspring's uh, music video. Want you their so complete bad. video collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, want you bad. And uh, he also R two D two beneath the dome. Yes, <laughs> I did see actually. I should put. I'll put up this as well. Done a few short films. Love uh, story. Roughing up the witness. I love Sarah Jane. I saw a YouTube video of what R two D R two D two was really saying in the episode one. Mm-hmm. So like when he goes outside to fix the spaceship and he's like fucking union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting paid for this shit. <laughs> and he's like, what is your name? It's like Robin Dillonsworth the third. Oh, you're just gonna read the nameplate you put on me, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and when uh, C-3PO's all naked, like all like wires and shit, and comes over, uh-huh. he's like, get the, way, get the fuck away from me, you child rapist. <laughs> I can see your fucking ovaries. <laughs> it's really well done. But yeah, Hesher, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it has art house indie darling written all over it. I mean, it has that, it's a heartwarming tale, um, but through a mirror darkly. Um, you know, Hesher's just so fucked up. He drives around his beat up old van. He's always listening to the metal. Yeah. He yeah. just and he has impulse control problems. Yeah. But I mean, even his his introduction is beautiful. Where like the kid is just pissed off with he he hit a fucking rock. That kid, that kid is a fucking stuntman. Yeah. That kid gets fucked <laughs> up in numerous fucking ways. Like when he like hits that thing, he goes right over the handlebars. I know. I know. But so he throws a rock at the window, and this I, I, this guy just comes out in black jeans and long hair, and just walks the fuck over to him, grabs him, and drags him into the place. He said, "You just fucked me," and that's his, yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. you get. It's a very understated, um, very understated int- introduction for such a crazy character. Yeah, and it's very nice. But it shows what he's doing. He's but like, I, he yeah. has no hesitation. He is whatever he's doing. He's pure it. But I enjoyed watching the kid get fucked up. 
That kid annoyed the fuck out of me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, you poor bastard. Like, even, I mean, I, fuck, I need an adult. It's like, you know, when, 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 when Hesher walks into their house, Rain Wilson is just like, oh, is this your friend? It's like, and Rain Wilson, kid, just no, and Rain, help, and this, Rain, this guy's a weirdo. And Rain Wilson's very good in this. Yes, he is. He is very, very good in this. And Piper Laurie's in it as well as the grandmother, and mm. I love Piper Laurie. She's awesome. What else was she in? She was in Dream a Little Dream. She was in um, uh, The Faculty. She was in The Glass Harp. Uh, she is great. There's a great Granny Getting Stone scene. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> it does, it, I mean, but it, it is indie, darling, in that there yeah, is sadness in there. It's yeah. tinged with sadness throughout. Yeah, it's not a comedy. No. Although there is one part in there that I just truly love. To this day, I'm, I'm rewinding it and what... What's that <laughs> It's that fucking drawing on the car. <laughs> Yeah, so the kid also has some problems. The kid keeps going to see the car of his happy memory, and he keeps pissing off uh, that guy who's from um, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Uh, you know, he keeps going to the scrapyard and keeps trying to buy the car back and all this kind of stuff. And he just like comes up. He, this red, that red-haired kid is like Sid from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something up with his. Fa- he's got like yeah, he's got spots that, and shit. He's got he's got Sid face. Yeah, but he also has an awesome car for someone who's like a kid. I know. Yeah, his car is awesome. Yeah. Well, it was. <laughs> but uh, Hedger draws. Draws like a like, like it's a convertible, so he draws like a seat and like the kid's body and then like a cock. And what does it say? <laughs> Suck my cock. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also shitting. <laughs> There's shit coming out of his ass. <laughs> and like the kid's cycling along, he pulls up beside him, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you! He's like, hey fuck face! You think this is funny? And the thing is, when you look at it, it is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's, I've looked for it on YouTube, no one's put it up yet. <laughs> but the the, the 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 precursor to that is that, you know. Hesha just starts turning up in this kid's life at weird moments and like you just see he, the kid in class and he looks out the window and there's Hesher and he's sniffing a fucking um, marker. marker and then he just throws it at the kid <laughs> in the window <laughs> and then you see what he did yeah but I love that and then it's he's like, like what the fuck you didn't help me out and then they go with fucking torture man's car <laughs> and he's like I love the moment where the kid's like what are you doing what are you doing what are you stop. Doing? stop we gotta get out of here what are you doing we gotta get out of here no what are you, don't do that no please come on <laughs> That's quite funny. Yeah. It is quite funny, but like I said, Indie Darling and that it encompasses all of the emotions that you get. Um, and what's the, and all of the funny bits are never allowed to stay funny. It's like they're funny, 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 and then something fucked up happens. Yeah. And then it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Like even the, the, the there's a point where, not, I forgot Nani Pong was in it. She produced it as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she turns up and her life is shit. Yeah. And um, Hesher takes him for a swim. <laughs> he's just basically driving along and he just drives off the road into this dirt track and does a couple of 360s and he's like what's that about I saw a mouse <laughs> but then he just goes to a pool because they're like well you said you were dirty and he pushes them in and but then, then he drives away <laughs> he just fucked them did he just abandon us yes but I love the fact he's in the water and it's all kind of funny and he's like oh two should I apologize to the and then it gets really fucking weird yeah yeah <laughs> that's oh yeah, I love that bit he just like starts freaking out I mean this is a guy with problems and the R2 <laughs> but you learn nothing about Hesher apart from a certain biological fact yeah throughout yeah I mean, you just don't, you know, you see the, the kid life and you see the dad's life in, the, in ridiculous detail, but you just don't see, there's not, you don't know, this guy came into their lives and changed it for the better. With his fists. Yeah. And, um, and, and I do like the way they end it. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. that. That's a nice last image. Yeah. And I mean, I love the, the logo as well. The actual yeah. Escher, the Metallica yeah. font. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. And when he, when he says those lines, when he, when he turns up and he's like, 
I mean, Skullfuck. But um, yeah. there's like guitar riff. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like, and and this is this is one movie character that I would say, like, if this action figure came out, I'd buy it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd buy a Hesher action figure. Yeah, yeah he, fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He, he spends on <laughs> he spends about five minutes walking around in his uh, undercrackers. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, he just sits around in the jeans, getting fucking stoke, smoke. He's the Jesus of suburbia. It's a re- I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this, it. I'm really enjoying watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt's career. Yeah, it's, apparently uh, he's uh, he might be in the he's on the running with uh, Gosling and someone else for the Ilya Kuryakin role. Yes, which is weird in that they're looking like George Clooney was going to be the Napoleon Solo. George Clooney's fifty. Yeah, and it's weird to go that gap because they were contemporaries in the TV show. They were like uh, you know the same roughly the same age. Napoleon yeah. Solo was the lead, mm. but. But also, one of the, I think they realized that they needed to do that because one of the reasons George Clooney didn't do it is because he took one look at the script and was like, I can't do this shit anymore. Yeah. I'm too old. I can't do this shit because apparently there's a fair bit of uh, action. So he's Murtaugh and Steven Soderbergh's Riggs. Yeah. <laughs> too old this shit. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a very enjoyable movie. I, en- I enjoyed the film. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I, I guess there there is a concern like if you... If you if, if your sensibilities are a little sensitive, you may... There is a... F- I mean... You know, you may get offended or you may get annoyed at some of the shit that There is some of, the, some of the language in it is quite ripe. Yes. <laughs> Don't watch this with your mom. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, and also, it, it does take its time. It's not, the, it's not the fastest paced film in the world, you know, like... I thought it was... I thought it moved at a decent pace. I thought it was... Um, I, think, I, found, I found that certain parts of it moved at a decent pace and then, there, and then when, it, when it slowed down it was an independent film yeah. you know what I mean it's, exactly. uh, it's, <laughs> it has that independent movie pace but I was, I was bought into it by that point already so I was, yeah. I was quite no fun. I enjoyed the film these are, these are small little gripes but I'm just saying for in this day and age where everyone is kind of like has ADD it's, yeah. uh, that, that could potentially be a problem yeah it could be but no I, uh, I highly recommend it Seeing as how the next review is all yours. Yesterday I went to see Fright Night, the um, remake of the 80s original, mm-hmm. starring Chris uh, Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. Yeah, Chris Sarandon. Who's in the original? <laughs> oh God. Oh, I remember you stealing that last night. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're podcasting. Um, <laughs> um, so this is starring Colin Farrell, Anton Yelchin, Chris Sarandon turns up. Oh, does he? Yes, he awesome. does. And he has a nice little cameo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My girlfriend has just shown me a bottle of vodka. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and then and, champagne. Let's just get a running commentary on all the alcohol she's brought back. Oh, Lord. Uh, and also has Christopher Mintz Platts. Um, so the story of this is basically that, um, I mean, I, I did see a little bit, of, when I, was, I think it was in Qatar, it was on TV. Mm-hmm. And I did see a little bit of it, I watched the ending of it. And I can't remember the beginning of the setup. Can you remember if, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a dimension to this where Anton Yelchin, main character Charlie, he uh, he's a cool he, he's a cool kid now, but he used to be kind of geeky and hang, hanging out, you can't get more geeky than hanging out with Christopher Mintz Platts. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this whole thing, he's going out with a hot girlfriend and everything, there's this whole kind of conflict between friends and coolness. Uh, no, that wasn't in the... Um, that wasn't the original, yeah. That wasn't in the original. I mean... Uh, they were just the, so the, no, but, I mean, but the story is a vampire walks into, rolls into Las Vegas and he doesn't believe and he has to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. 
No, I mean, the, in the original, the, uh, the whole question of um, loyalty amongst friends was, it does, it does pop up, but yeah. not right at the very beginning. Mm. Like, uh, it's, uh, that, that's how the, the best friend ends up becoming a vampire himself. Is yeah. uh, and, Spoiler. Uh, and the Christopher Mintz Plaza character in, um, in the original, he was played by St Stephen Jeffries. Yeah. Uh, who is now uh, a gay porn star. Nice. <laughs> Evil add to the name. Yeah. Um, I think last legit movie I saw him do I think actually Anton Yelchin calls him evil at one point. Oh yeah? Like just like when they're when he's pre-vamp. He's like, oh, come on evil. And I was like, what? What the fuck? But um, so, you know, he his mom is played by Tony Collette. Uh, his girlfriend is Imogen Poots, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the vampire is played by Colin Farrell. And um, who is played by Chris Sarandon in the original. <laughs> yeah. Colin Farrell is playing Colin Farrell. Nice to see Chris Sarandon doing a cameo. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. He just turns up and gets eaten. Like, the last high-profile thing I, remem I remember hearing him in was uh, fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. Jesus. He was Jack Ooh. Skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um... So Jerry turns up and he's like... Colin Farrell is having a fucking... I mean, he's not just a vampire, he's a scenery vampire. <laughs> he just... He's, he's eating... He's chewing down the scenery. So... You know, Christopher Mintz-Platz realizes that this whole thing with the school and how like there's a lot of kids going missing. And they, I mentioned earlier about the trailer. Mm -hmm. The trailer actually starts with a moment from the end of the movie, so it's all intercut badly, really badly. Because I mean, I'm watching the trailer and you see like, you know, the vampire attacking the house with him and the mother and the girlfriend in it. Mm -hmm. um, but that happens a lot, and then you see him suit up. Mm -hmm. To go fight the members, and they all happen in different orders. So it kind of, but it, it, and when I watched that trailer, I was like, "How's this going to work?" Mm -hmm. And it was the same with the Peter Vincent character, who's played by David Tennant. In mm -hmm. um, the original, he was a late night uh, horror movie host, yeah, um, which they don't have anymore. Yeah. So in this, he's kind of a Chris Angel style um, magician mm -hmm. um, who supposedly is a master of the occult, and he does actually. And the, the, when it came across as when it said that like, he's going to be like a Chris Angel style magician, I was like, "Oh, why the fuck would you ask him about vampires?" Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In this, it makes perfect sense, right? Because he's into the occult and he has all the occult bric-a-brac. Like he's got a very cool pad with all these different things around it. Like you know, they got like Saint Michael's, Saint Michael's steak and all this kind of shit. And there's a beautiful reason for that, which I'm not sure. Again, I don't think it's in the original, but they add in a whole thing about that, so that works out really, really well. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, but I hear I hear David Tennant's very good in this. Yes, he's very good. And like, I mean, have you seen the photo with the full hair yeah, and everything yeah, else? Yeah. All that comes off. He doesn't have the long hair. He doesn't have the sideburns. The goatee even comes off. It's all an act. Excellent. And he just sits around drinking Midori most of the time. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but uh, they did some nice things with this. There was a whole thing about, okay, they don't even go down the path of, you know, kids trying to explain to parents what the fuck's going on and being disbelieved. Mm -hmm. He just, just don't, just don't invite that guy in. Seriously, mom, just don't. And there's a beautiful moment that it, I think it's in the trailer where they have the they, they intercut it with like you know there's a certain desperation you can smell on your mother. Colin Farrell says it. Yeah, but that but that scene in the movie is awesome because he's outside and he's like, hey hey guy, could you hit me up with some? I, I invited a girl over for some beers. No beers. Can I borrow some beers? And Anton Yelchin's getting beers mm -hmm. and doesn't invite him in. Right. And there's this whole thing of Anton Yelchin holding the beer in the doorframe, mm -hmm. and as Jerry reaches for it, he kind of pulls back, and he can't go in. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. But then they, they completely fuck that rule in the ass later, uh, in a really nice way. Right. You know? Because it's like, I think even, uh, even Ed is running away from Jerry, and it's like, you know, fuck you, you can't come in. It doesn't work if it's abandoned. 
there's no one in the house. Yeah. And they do the, the, the uh, I have to bring back, this is rambling. Uh, they do the opening, the, the standard typical horror opening of family you've never met, no introduction to, getting iced. Right. And then jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. Now that does tie in later on, but it, it, it's again, it, it does follow some of those horror tropes. But it's fucking funny. And it's good. And Colin Farrell is really fucking funny in this. I just, I mean, I was laughing out loud at certain points. It was a little boned by the Malaysian censors, in, and, the, and they fucked it up badly at the beginning mm-hmm. because the film was jumping, but the dialogue wasn't. So they tried to cut out the fucks, but they forgot to remove it from the audio track. Oh shit! And there's also a point where uh, Colin Farrell is watching TV, and um, it's some fucking reality TV show, and this chick's talking about, you know, well, you know, I don't want my double A, my, my single A's. I want to, you know, get the boobies, and he just he just keeps saying boobies over and over again censors miss that entirely uh, there's a few shocks in it um, there's one moment as well which is led up to beautifully there's a, like a long tense segment mm-hmm. of a rescue kind of thing and then at the end of it is like a bam and that's kind of cool uh, but I mean, I'd heard people say it was okay but I really fucking enjoyed this I thought it was a really fucking funny movie it's a shame because it, uh, it bombed in the States yeah yeah it bombed pretty bad now I didn't see it in 3D and there was a, there was a couple of things of I shall throw this thing through this window directly at the camera mm-hmm. or I shall poke out this way and do something um, and it's a pity it bombed because I mean it's a weird it's weird they released it before our Halloween yeah that's a Halloween movie yes Anton Yelchin's really good in it I hate that fuck who? Anton Yelchin why? because he's in fucking Star Trek Terminator Fucking living the dream, motherfucker. Yeah, but he's been around for a long time. Not that long. Well, yeah. You see, he started off as a child actor. He started off in... Still uh, as a child. Uh, started off uh, in uh, Hearts, Hearts in Atlantis, that Anthony Hopkins film. Fuck. So he's actually, he's been around for quite a long time. So. But I, should, I, I just want to come back to Colin Farrell. He just like... You know, he's, it, there's a bad... The Col- Colin Farrell's having a nice little comeback ever, ever since In Bruges. I read something recently that said he was talking to somebody and he said that he was... Um, you know, he let it all go to his head. He kind of was a bit dickish and stuff like that. And now he's coming back with kind of that new humility. Mm-hmm. And like, so doing a role like this, you might have thought might have been beneath him before, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it suits him perfectly because he's just like, you know, wiping the lips of the blood. There is a, the one down point in the movie is that when he goes full vamp, mm-hmm. it's very crap CG. Right. But um, in general, when he's just him and he's just like mm-hmm. all in his tight shirts and mm-hmm. fucking, hey guy. He refers to people's guy a lot, <laughs> and uh, there's, it, it, it's good. It's really good. Sounds good. So definitely go see that. Cool. Uh, where are we at now? Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah. This podcast is almost done. It's finishing off the Malaysian and U.S. box office top ten. At number ten in Malaysia, it's Conan the Barbarian. Number nine, Colombiana. Number eight, Cars Two. No interest. Number seven, Apollo 18. I've heard mixed things. Yes, I'm curious. Yes, number six, Makata. Number five, Contagion. I've heard this is very good. Just haven't had a chance to go fucking see it, man. Number three, Nasilamat 2.0. Number four, Final this. Destination 5. <laughs> I usually oh, yeah, skip yeah. over numbers. <laughs> uh, number two, The Smurfs. <laughs> number one, Hantu Bonching. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, I don't. Oh. And the US, uh, Spy Kids, all the time in the world in Smellovision. Number nine, Our Idiot Brother. Number eight, Apollo 18. Number seven, Shark Knight 3D. It doesn't take place at night, and it's pretty shit from what I hear. And it's not even rated R. Yeah. Number six, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Number five, Columbiana. Number four, The Debt. I hear that's very good, actually. Number three, The Warrior. I, I hear this is a warrior. This is getting, it, it's the fighter with MMA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Number two, the, the help. help. Just go away. There's so many <laughs> weird things I hear about this movie. It's like it's like it's a fifties house help thing, but it's like weirdly racist, racist or something. I've no, heard like small little bits like that, but it's doing amazingly well. Yeah. And number one, Contagion. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of that coming soon. Coming. It looks like next week, Lion King will be number one. Yeah, you reckon? Looks that way. I mean, we've had our summer of superheroes. Um, you know, there's not, there's nothing huge on the horizon to look out for, right? Uh, not at the moment. Just wait now, just gearing up for Oscar season. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, right now, now it's this week. Um, I'm looking forward to Drive, though. Yeah, and I did see an ad on the, uh, oh, Drive is next week, actually, that's 29th. I'm really looking forward to Drive. And Killer Elite at the same weekend. Yeah, sweet. That'll, that'll be a great double bill. Double bill. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find out the other one, the the other thing that's getting hot Oscar. No, no sign. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is like getting absolutely. Empire gave it five stars. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to that now, and I just it's the same guy who directed uh, Let the Right One In, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, send us an email at podcast and make them fries just to let us know you made it this far. We don't really like, we don't know if anyone does. No. Hey Dave. Um, <laughs> hey Charles. <laughs> <laughs> my mom <laughs> I hope my mother doesn't listen to this um, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon see ya